And there's other songs. There's the Great American Hymnal. There's tons and tons and tons of songbooks out there about one man. Yeah. Nobody writes that many songs about one man. Take your Bibles. Go to Second First Timothy chapter six. Brother, you talking about? I was sitting there reading my Bible. You ever read your Bible? And uh, when I come across this verse, it, it stunned me for a few minutes. We're getting ready to come up on Resurrection Sunday, not the Passover, or not, not Easter. It's called the Passover. Jesus died on the Passover. He didn't die on Easter. Easter has nothing to do with it. Uh, if that offends you, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Come see me afterwards. I'll tell you why. Because Easter bunnies and Easter eggs have nothing to do with Jesus Christ's uh, crucifixion. It has nothing to do with him coming back up out of the ground. Uh, Easter has nothing to do with Resurrection Sunday. It's a week apart at least. Uh, and the Bible tells you that. They, they want to do away with this thing. Then you can't know and you mix all that stuff up and you see Easter eggs. Now, I like, I told everybody, I like Easter eggs, man. I like boiled eggs. I don't care if you color them on the outside, you pull it off, throw it away. Anyways, I like jelly beans. I like the plastic Easter eggs with jelly beans in them, man. I love, give me the chocolate. And you can tell I like chocolate. I mean, it's, I like all that stuff, but that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. First Timothy chapter 6. Uh, let's start in Genesis chapter 1. No, uh. Uh, verse 6, verse 6, 6-6. Six, six. That's not a, I'm, I'm glad it's not 666, six, six, but that's good. Uh, but godliness with contentment uh, is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us uh, be there with content. But they that will be rich uh, fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. See, y'all think I'm going to stay here. They, you're nowhere near it. Uh, and while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But that old man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, uh, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life where, where, thou, uh, where thou art. Also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who, who quicken all things, and before G, uh, Christ Jesus, bef who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this uh, commandment with, without spot, uh, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times... He shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, again, thank you for your blessings this morning. I do pray that you'd bless this message, Lord, that you'd use it for your honor and glory. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Title of this message, this, I want you to just look at, look at verse uh, 15. It says, which in his times. I'd like to preach a few minutes on his times. That less means a lot, man. Uh, I saw your brother the other day, and uh, we was talking about the difference in the Bibles. And uh, most of your Bibles in Genesis 1-1, it's in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's King James. That's the correct reading. Uh, it is right. That is the right one. If they add an S to that word, heavens, in any Bible that you pick up, it is a piece of trash. Throw it in the dumpster. You say, but. I don't care, but, man. It's, it's deceptive. Yeah. That's right. That thing, that little S right there is throwing a... Uh, uh, it is destroying a doctrine that if you let them do that, they'll mess up your whole Bible. You don't know what else it is. Uh, number two, I don't feel like I have the time to go through all the Bibles to see which one has. Forget it. Junk them all, man. I got a King James 1611. I'm telling you, that's all you need. Amen. Uh, that thing's done me good for 43 years. It'll do me good for the rest of my life. Uh, I'm okay with this one. I don't need anything else. God himself showed me that was it. No Bible education. You know what I said? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock or and it shall be opened unto you. You know why most people don't know that's the word of God? They never ask him. And if they did, they well, would you show me which Bible is the word of God? I'll come back later and see if I got a letter in my mailbox and I'll be back. No, man. I mean, have you thought about asking him something? And then taking the four years it takes him to show you, and you're willing to wait. And then all of a sudden when he shows you, your eyeballs go like that, man. And you say, whoa, I got it, man. He says, just believe this thing. Believe it. His times, which in his times, he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate. Now, I don't know if you've watched our, our world go by. Uh, it's in a mess, brother. It's in a mess. But, but get this. Deuteronomy. Take your Bible. You need to read this. Go over to Deuteronomy. 
the fifth book in your Bible. Moses wrote this a long, long time ago. Well, he said it. Deuteronomy. I don't know how you read your Bible. I know how I read mine. So if you don't read yours like, like I read mine, don't worry about it. Just don't get upset. I know, I know how the Lord tells me I am, and I'm okay with it, man. I laugh. I laugh a lot of times. I laugh. When I start, when I start getting a scripture that I like, I, I start laughing at it. And I don't laugh at it. I, I laugh because it brings joy into my soul. Uh, I like it when I read about God's mercy and his kindness and his love and long-suffering. I like that stuff. I like it when he tells me I'm no good. I like it. Deuteronomy 9.4. He's talking to the Jews. He's bringing them into the land. And he says, speak not thou in thy heart. Speak not thou in thine heart after uh, that the Lord thy God had cast them out. Talking about the people of the land. He's bringing them into the, the promised land. Out from before thee saying, for my righteousness. Now he's talking to Joshua, Joshua and all them guys. That righteousness uh, that the Lord had brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of the nations that the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. You start reading your Bible, and what you're going to start getting is God did not bring the Jews in there because they were a holy, pure, clean people. It's that the, the pagans that were in the land were worse than the Jews were. And he said, don't you think you're righteous, and I'm giving to you. You're no good. You're stiff-necked, hard-headed. You still are no good, but they're worse, and I'm kicking them out of the land. America, enough is enough. America has reached that point. Now, brother, God is done. He's going to be done. And if you're not saved, you better be getting saved. I'm telling you what, you better be doing it because he's getting ready to come back. He can only do so much before he wipes the place out. He, it isn't that he can't save the entire world. He could. The entire world does not want to be saved. I like to see people can say, Brother David, I read his text, man. This boy got saved here. Man got saved here. People got saved. I watched all those things. People are still getting saved. But I'm telling you, the time is coming to a place where God looked at the, the nations that were in uh, the promised land. Abraham was there. Isaac was there. Jacob was there. They went into captivity. They sold Joseph, got him down into Egypt. They went down into Egypt, stayed there for a while. God brought them back up. And in that length of time, the land got worse. But, it, but if you go back just a little ways from there, there was a thing called Noah's Flood. And just before Noah's flood, the whole world was populated with people. God killed them all except eight people. Well, I'll tell you what, you get over to Ezekiel, he says, though Noah, Daniel, or Job were there, they would only get themselves out. If their kids were there, Noah, Daniel, Job wouldn't have any effect on their kids. He said, only their righteousness. He lists three people off out of the entire planet, three people. And he said, if these three people were there, only those three people would... What do you think your chances are? I like Noah, man. I like Daniel. I like, I like them all, man. I like Job. Job is one of my favorite characters. I'm going to get to heaven. I'm going to shake a bunch of people's hand and thank them for what they went through and stuck the course so that I could 6,000 years later read a lot of these stories. God's tired. But in his times, you know what the time of Jesus is? Getting ready to happen. Brother, it's called the rapture. It's called catching away, caught up. First Thessalonians 4, real quick, real quick. I just want to read the verse, and then I'm going to slide on through all this stuff, man. It'll take me a few minutes. His times start right there. He's been hanging out for a while, doing absolutely whatever the Lord Jesus Christ decides to do. <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing in heaven for the last 2,000 years. Uh, he can do whatever he wants. Nobody can stop me. I like the Lord. He's like a Navy SEAL. He's better than a Navy SEAL. Uh, I mean, he's better than anything on this planet, but... If I was going to liken him something, the only thing I know, I mean, Green Beret or all the rest of them are probably just as good. I don't know of them very much, but I do know about Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs are these people, you don't have to, a Navy SEAL will never tell you he's a Navy SEAL. He don't have to, he'll just kill you when it's time. He doesn't have to tell you a thing. He doesn't have to tell you I'm bad. I hate people when they try to make themselves look like they're something. Navy SEAL never has to tell you he's bad. He just is. Or she, I'm sure there's lady Navy SEALs too. I wouldn't want to mess with a lady Navy SEAL. I just don't want to mess with a Navy SEAL at all. Uh, I want them to be my friends. I want to be on their side. I want, if I'm going to be around somebody, I want to be around a group of Navy SEALs. Because before you ever get to me, you're going to have to go through them, and you ain't going to go through them. I already know that. Unless somebody sets them up. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ don't have to tell anybody. For 2,000 years, he hadn't said a whole lot. He's already said it. It's right here. He don't have to say a whole bunch. He's God. Why would he have to say anything? He's God. 
He's God and he's, he's in the flesh, but he's all God right now sitting at the throne. While Stephen looked up to heaven and said, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father. He's in heaven with the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, all standing there right now. He don't have to tell you a thing. But boy, one of these days he's coming back. And when he does, he's coming. First Thessalonians 4, but up verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. He hates ignorant brethren. Paul hates them. You ought to know something. I'm not saying you have to be a scholar, but there's some basic things you should know. You should know that one day you're going to die. One day you're, you're alive right now, and everybody dies. 100% of everybody that was ever born on this planet will die. Most everybody already has. So I'm telling you, man, you start, you go to graveyards, they're dead everywhere, man. They're just dead. It's just what happens to us. I don't know why it does. It just does. I don't know why it's sin. The wages of sin is death. That's why Adam and Eve. But long story next, I don't want to digress. Uh, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That's dead people out in the graveyard. That ye soon, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, from the vo with the voice of an archangel, and, the, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's the, that's the rapture. Amen. You hear somebody say, well, the word rapture don't show up. Quit being a moron. Amen. The word, the phrase is, well, the word rapture, I've talked to people before. The word rapture, I said, okay, you're right, you're right. The word rapture, the word, the phrase caught up. We give the rapture because it's caught up. That's what it means, caught up, taken away. But the phrase is, well, no, the word rapture, doesn't, so it don't, I'm like, you're an idiot. You're crazy. You, you, you get to a place where you fix in on something and you will not budge off of that. That'll throw a person in hell so fast and make your head spin. He goes, wherefore, he goes, be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's everybody. Boy, it's going to be a great gathering that day. His return. His times, times, plural, times, plural, times. His time starts at the rapture. Now, brother, his, his time is always, he owns the whole thing. Satan tried to give it to him. He said, I don't want it right now. It's not my time. Uh, it's, 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 you don't tempt God. You just don't do that. And he said, well, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world if you'll just bow down and worship me. He said, no, nope, no, nope, don't want it right now. I'll get it. You know his time start? First thing he does is come back and get us. That's the first thing he does. People say, well, we're going to go through the uh, tribulation. They're, they're misinformed. They're ignorant. They're ignorant brethren is what they are. I try to get away from saying stupid moron from now on. Uh, only in rare cases. Well, especially when I forget to trying to get away from it. But uh, I'll use ignorant or something like that. Uh, ignorant sounds good. Sounds more pleasant, doesn't it? What? It's a Bible word. Ignorant. 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 Ignorant, ignorant, ignorant. Ignorant moose. No. <laughs> but, but you know what? The first thing his returns catches brother. He will do it in a way that no one can match. He's going to come to the clouds one of these days and says the trump of God shall sound. Now, I've heard people say it's going to be or it's just the way the angels speak or whatever. I don't really care what it is. Uh, everybody that's going to hear that will hear that. Everybody that needs to hear that will hear that. And everybody that hears that, whether you're dead or not, they said, well, they, that person's been dead for 500 years. Won't matter a bit. They'll hear it. And you know your ears still work after 10,000 years? Apparently they do. You've got a spiritual set of ears that will hear everything. I bet you those that, are, that are, aren't will hear it too. But they'll go, what did I just miss? You're going to miss something, man. I don't want to miss it. He will, he will do it in a way that no one can match. Nobody can match what he's going to do. Nobody can stop it. I got it. No one, he will do it in a way no one can stop. They can't stop it. He's going, he's, I'm telling you, man, he'll do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, and there is no way you, why would you not be on his side? Why would you like Noah's Ark? Why would you even take a chance? Noah built an ark for 110, 100 years in front of everybody, and, and nobody got on that ark. That's That's ignorant. That is, that is more than ignorant. That's worse than ignorant. I was in a helicopter one time. I, walked, I looked down, and he's going to pick this guy up off a frigate. And man, I mean, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. 
They, they took this string. I mean, you see it on TV all the time, and you want to go do it. It sounds fun. And they put this, it's like a harness, you know, they, like you put on a mule. And they drop this thing down. This little kid gets in that thing down. I mean, he's, he didn't know what he was doing. He just gets into it. I'm like, man, you are a nut. But I said, I'll watch, man. This looks good. So I'm looking over the side of the, because, you know, inquiring minds need to know, man. So I got my head hanging out the helicopter. It's a, a, a 46, CH-46. And the blades are going, and I'm looking down through there. And they pick this guy up. He looks like Tarzan, man. And the ship lurches forward. He lurch, This thing lurches back. He, they fling him right into a fork truck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, that hurt bad. He's like this now, and he's just dangling there. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. You think I'm a sailor? I, I'd be concerned. I was just watching, man. I said, oh, that hurts. And then, then they take him back over and drop him back down and get him there, and the medics come out and look at him. We just hover over top of the ship for a while. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. That, that ignorant person gets back in the harness, and they have to bring him up because they got to take him over to the ship to see if he's broken. I'm telling you what, getting back in that thing, bringing him up can break you more than what. I mean, why don't you just medevac him off or do something, man? Other than that, I'm like, I ain't going to ever get one of those things, man. I said, these people are crazy. Why would you take a chance unless you absolutely have to? I think if you have to take a chance, you have to. I'm not one that will not take chances. I take them all the time. But they're, they're, uh, you think about it, man. You, you, should I do this all the way through this thing? When it comes to God, the Lord Jesus Christ, I wouldn't take a chance, man. Amen. There is a, if there is a, there is, you're going to die. You know that. That is fact. What are you going to do then? Nobody has the answer but him. And he will do it at the right time. He's going to come back and get his bride. Guess what? I'm his bride. And if you're in here today and you're saved, you're his bride. Can I get a show of hands of people who say they're his bride? Look at this. Look at this. These are people who know. Do you know you're going to heaven when you die? I'm not the only one that knows that. There's a lot of people who know that. It's a great thing to know. And when the rapture, when the call, when it's catching up happens, when it's ready for that thing to happen, it'll happen. His time starts right there. Number two, I'd like to say his times. His times are even better than that. His times. Oh, man, we read these songs. These are some great songs. I like this. My Bible and my songbook... If, you, if I ever I get lost somewhere on this planet, if I can have these two books, I'd be perfectly fine. I'd be happy. I'd be right where I need to be. I don't need nothing else. Uh, I need to find more time to read this. I, I told you all I started reading my Bible uh, four times a year. I finished reading what I was supposed to read to finish today. This message was right at the end of that. I mean, used to, I'd read two times a year, and it was always pretty much the last thing I read, somewhere in the last three or four chapters, reading it twice a year where I got the message. Now the Lord's making me read it four times a year and still giving me, I got to read it all first before he gives it to me. I'm sitting there going, what a thing, man. I said, I could read it 10 times. Sam Gip, Dr. Sam Gip, I'm not going to listen to that guy. I think he's sick. (laughs) 10 times a year. Dr. Ruman used to read like, I think he was, Dr. Ruman was a sick man. He just read, and when he got done reading, he'd read something else. And when he got done reading that, he'd read something else. He was always reading or playing hockey, one of the two, or in a garden and reading about a garden. I mean, it's crazy, man. I, I wish I could read like that. I, I envy people that do that. But there's a songbook. It'll be worth it all. One of the verses in there and one of the, the fr- phrases in the verse says, but Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Are you his bride today? If he came today, right now, today, would you be ready to go? It goes on in that song, we'll cross the great divide to glory safe at last. He's done said, hey, man, I'm going to do it in a way that nobody else can even do it. I'm going to come back one day. I'm going to let you have 2,000 years from the time I die and rise again. And I'm going to let the church go for 2,000 years. There's a reason for that. And at the end of that, he said he's going to create the heaven and the earth in six days on the seventh day. He rests. 6,000 years has to go by. Guess where you're at, brother? You're at the 6,000th year. You're right there, man. If you go from Adam to right now, it's been 6,000 years, plus or minus, if our calendars are right. You're right here on the edge of this thing, man. I mean, on the edge. There isn't no further to go. That's like Noah's Ark. It's going to rain. Well, I've never seen it rain. Well, that's, that's, that's logical. I got that. But it's going to rain. I've been telling you for 120 years. Why do you think I'd build an ark this big if uh, God told me it was going to rain? Who's God? You know who he is. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, you know, all the way down. That God, he told me to build this ark. Okay, but it's never rained. I'm telling you, he's done said it's going to rain. And you need to get on the ark. Yeah. 
I don't believe it. That's ignorant. That is, it's a, because it's something that you have no control over, and God's going to do it the way he, man, if you knew where that water came from, it'd blow you out of the water. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing. His return, his return to glory with his bride. It isn't that he just comes and blows a trumpet and gets us back out. His times takes us back home. You know what he's doing? He's showing us off. Man, I tell you what, when I, when I first had, me and Beth first got married, uh, she'd come down the ship. It was a, she'd always have dresses. All the other ladies, none of them ever had dresses on, unless they went to a Baptist church somewhere. But she was the only one. I mean, she'd, she'd dress out, man, like you wouldn't believe it. She looked like she was going to a nightclub or not a nightclub, a party. <laughs> she used to go to nightclubs. I, she broke out of that thing, man. She got out of that. But, I mean, she looked like she was going out partying. I mean, she's going to a something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, she was doing something. She was going to a ball. She was going to a wedding, a wedding. There you go, wedding. And I mean, she, uh, her hair was done. She's a hairdresser. Her hair was done just right. Everything was perfect about her, everything. And she'd walk on those ships. And if you ever seen the ladies when they, they drive, the wind would blow because the ship's always air blowing all the way down through the piers. And her, she'd have to hold her dress down because the wind would be blowing. Cutest thing you ever seen. It, you ought to see the guys looking. I watched. You touch my wife, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> however, comma, however, comma, she's mine. Yeah. And you can't have her. Ha <laughs> ha, I've waited a long time for this one. You know he's waited a long time for us? Yeah. He's waited a real, real long time. He, I, bet you, I bet you, man, that if we get to heaven, he's going to show us off. And he's going to come into heaven. We get to go back with him, man. He'll take his bath. I hope. Now, we got seven years before we come back. This is Mikeisms. This is Mikeisms. This is. I hope he takes us absent from the body, present with the Lord. It, it could be instantaneously, to, instantaneous to him. But I hope he takes his time. And he runs us through the universe and just shows us what he did. I mean, just say, hey, look, I want to show you this galaxy over here. It's actually one that nobody could ever, your Hubble telescope can't even see this one. It can't see, and he takes us on the backside of the galaxy somewhere and just shows us his creations and all the stars and the planets he made out there and all this other stuff. And he goes, this was all this stuff, but he goes, none of this compares to you guys. He's going to come back and get his bride, and he's going to take him to heaven, and he's going to show him some stuff. He, uh, oh, man, he's going to open up the deep. Now, there's the doctrine of the deep. If you mess up with that S on the front in Genesis 1-1, you mess this thing up right here, too. You mess everything up. There's a body of water that surrounds our universe. It's called the deep. I don't care whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, you'll see it one day. He's going to open that thing up. And we're going to slide right through it. And we're going to go to the other side where heaven's at. And we're outside the universe at that place. They're just now getting to the multi-universe stuff. I believe in multi-universes. I don't have a clue what's outside our universe. If this is our universe right there and he's outside this thing, I have no idea what the rest of the stuff is. Heaven's, his throne is outside this thing. Brother, I'm telling you what, he could, have, he, could have, he could have a universe here. He could have a universe here. He could have a universe over here. He could have, who knows what he's got going on. You know what he's going to do? He's going to show you that. You're going to see everything he's did, done for eternity. Not just 6,000 years, eternity. You know what he's going to do? He's going to show his bride off. That's us. He's going to take us through that opening. Song of Solomon says, I am my beloved, 6-3. I am my beloved, and my beloved's mine. Boy, that's confidence. 7-10 seven, seven, says, I am my beloved's, and his desire is toward me. You know what he cares about is me. Now, that sounds, but he cares about you too, if you're saved. He cares about the people that he died for. He cares about his bride. He wants to show her off. Boy, I, I can see us when we go into heaven the first time. I mean, all the angels are going to be on the side. You're not, you're not uh, uh, the father's bride. You're not part of Abraham's bosom. You're the bride of Christ. That's a totally different thing. Totally different creature. And we're going to walk in heaven. He's going to come in. And everybody's going to be shouting and screaming because he just came back again. But this time he's got something with him that he didn't have before. That's us. That's his bride. Now, brother, I don't understand all that stuff because what the devil's trying to do is put, throw the transgender garbage in and the queer stuff and all the other stuff in. 
So when the Lord gives us some Bible terms about the bride of Christ, if we go feminine, masculine, all this, I have no idea how that thing works. But I tell you what, I, it will be right when I get to heaven. I don't have to worry about none of that stuff. And what the terminology this world has has nothing to do with him anyways. Because he's going, when he gets done with this thing, they're going to regret they never took him up on their offer. And it's a free gift. He's going to show his bride. Oh, man, go to Revelation chapter 4. Real quick. I can do it quick. I promise. It's in my head. Quick, quick. John, John uh, is sitting here, and he's, he's getting a revelation, and, and he talks about the, uh, the seven churches, and the last one was Laodicea. And it says, uh, verse 4 says, And after this I looked, and behold, a door opened in heaven. This is, this is a picture of catching up. This is the picture right here. This is it. This is what John gets the revelator. He goes, The door was open, and the first voice which I heard was as it was a trumpet talking with me, and said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. He's getting ready to get a vision. Go to chapter 5, next chapter over. He's going to show, number one, he's going to show his glory. He goes up there, man, back and forth, and immediately I was in the spirit, verse 2, and behold, 4-2, uh, and behold, there, the throne was in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardis stone. And there was a rainbow round about him, around the throne, in the sight like, uh, unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon, and it goes on and on talking about him on that throne. Chapter 5 says, I saw on the right hand of him, he's talking about one of the angels, he said, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat at the throne. His times, I'm talking about Jesus' times. A throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, nor under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Whoa, stop, stop. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he hath prevailed to open the book. That's what he did for you. Brother, we lose this whole thing. We forget that we try to put Jesus Christ and they'll do this a couple weeks from now and they'll have him on the cross and they'll have him dead and they'll have him in a tomb. He'll rise up the third day, but they try to make him this little feminine lady with long hair and all that. That's not him. That's not the one that I serve. The one I serve, when you see him next, I'm going to read about it. He's got eyeballs, man, like flame of fire coming, a sword coming out of his mouth. That one, the next time you see him, he's king of kings and lords of lords. He is no longer what he was. What he did for us back there at, that Cal at Calvary, what he did for us at the beginning of the universe, and as, as the world went on through there 2,000 years ago, what he did for us was to make a way for you to get to heaven. If you miss that, it's the worst thing that you will ever do in eternity. He will show his bride off. He's going to show them what he was. This is about him now. This has nothing to do with us. The glory in heaven is about him. The, the, the privilege, the honor to do the things is about him. He's the only one that can do it. There is nobody. You know what he's doing? He's showing his bride, look what I can do. You know what is a blessing when a husband does something and a wife comes up and says, oh, you did good. Beth told me that the washer had hoses leaking. And I went out and got me some new hoses and put them on. didn't even tell her. I said, I fixed the washer for you when you weren't paying attention. She comes back a few minutes ago, it's still leaking. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you, woman? How about effort? Don't I get an A for effort? She goes, well, maybe it wasn't the hoses. I don't need you to tell me how to troubleshoot a plumbing issue. I'm just trying to be good. You know, that ain't going to be that way in heaven. Well, we're, they're praising the Lord Jesus Christ. The entire universe is praising the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did. Brother, he's done something you won't. I had not seen nor ear heard nor entered the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them to love me. There's no way. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As high as the heaven above the earth so far, my thoughts above you. You couldn't figure it out if you tried. You know what he says, do? Let's reason. There's grass out there. Can you make a blade of grass? No, you can't. Can you make a cloud? No, you can't. 
Can you, make a, a, can you make me a snowflake? No, you can mimic what is already there. You can take his water and make a snowflake maybe, but you can't make water. You can't make nothing out of some, something out of nothing. You can't do it. He can. And he shows you all this stuff and he says, now believe me, and we'll sit there and try to reason. Millions and millions of years ago, that is ignorant. That's ignorant. That is the epitome of ignorance. That is just trying to deny him to deny the inevitable. The inevitable is one day I'm going to die and I'm going to go see what you, everybody thinks isn't really there, which is. I've trusted him for 43 years. I'm going to trust him on through this thing. His glory, he will show his glory to his beloved. He will show his bride what he, he did to redeem them. Look at this verse. Uh, go down to verse, uh, verse, verse, verse 6. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four, of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns. He's going to say, this is what I did to get you into heaven. That was me. He said, I had to go get slain. He said, I can open that book now because of what I did. He goes, now the, the rules and everything else the way it's set up, I couldn't open that book. But now I can because of what I did. And he goes, and what I did was allowed you to come into heaven. Could you imagine if somebody comes up there or, or gets to the place of judgment seat, uh, judgment throne, White throne judgment, and they look at him, and he, you all of a sudden realize everything he did for you, and you rejected it? What other options could you possibly have? There are no, well, I'm going to be a great, yeah, but you're going to live and die. What other options have you got? There are no other options. You don't reincarnate. I've, I've heard people, oh, I've seen, I, I read these articles about people who really, I am sorry, I have to apologize for this, but I take my apology back. Uh, Greenpeace and all those people, they do that to feel good about themselves. Man and women, humans, inherently just have to feel like they've accomplished something in their life. Otherwise, their life is worthless. Well, first of all, if you save a polar bear and you still die, what does it matter about the polar bear anyways? You're dead. Why would you make a billion dollars and die and give it to your kids like you did something good? You're dead. You don't, if you go to where you don't think there's no place out there anyways, what would it matter anyways? I'd, I'd use the billion dollars and buy some ice cream, man. I mean, I'd do something that I enjoyed and keep doing what I enjoyed. And first of all, I don't even know if I'd want to make the billion dollars, man. Why waste the time to do it? There's other things to do. I ain't got time to mess with all that other stuff. He will show his bride what he did to redeem. He, had to, he was like a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was. That was the plan to start with. He knew exactly what was going to happen all the way through, and he sees the thing at the outside end. He knows what we're going to do today, and he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. He didn't make you do it. He already just knows. He knows the end from the beginning. He will show her how blessed she is. Go to Revelation 5.10. One of the good verse. Watch this. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. I'm going to get to heaven, man, and I'm going to go through some stuff. I'll get a crown, Maybe. Maybe I'll get a diadem, a little one. Maybe I'll get a star on my forehead. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to look at somebody else who's got one. You know, I'm perfectly happy with that. But he said he's made me a king and a priest. I'm going to walk into heaven, and everybody there is going to look at me like I'm totally different than everybody else that's up there, except for those that are in the body of Christ. They're going to look at us like, you guys, man, you had it. You, you got to know about him down there. We didn't get to know about him down there. We got to see him in Abraham's bosom when he came, but we didn't get to know him our whole lives. You got, you got 65 years and 40, 43 years you got to know him. You got to know him, and you got to think about him for 43 years, and you got to see him in a book for 43 years, and you got to watch his hand move through your life for 43 years, and you got to do this, and if I, get to, if I live another 20, it'll be 63 years, and they'll say, you got to see all that. We never were privileged to that. And now look at what you got because of that. Amen. You get to be a king and a priest. That's his bride. You know what he's going to do? His time. His time is the rapture. His time is to take his bride out of here and take him home. His bride is to bring his, his time is to bring him in. His next time will remove every spot and wrinkle out of our lives. There's another song, man. I like it. Uh, it's, I sing this one. We sing it. We got, we got our songs. Tis a glorious church without spot and wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Tis a glorious church without spot and wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb. You know what he's going to do? We've got to call the judgment seat of Christ. That's another part of his times. Yeah. 
Christ times, he's got a plan on what he's doing and everything falls right in place and he's doing it. It's his times. Nobody's going to change it. You're going to have to go through it. I'm going to go through it. You are. He's going to, he's a husband, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church and having, uh, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. You know what he's going to do? He's going to clean you up. So that when you walk down through there, everybody will look and say, that's a bride there, man. That's like Beth when she came on the ship. I remember one time she came on the ship and we was going down through there, getting ready to go on a Mestex, and the wind blew and, and her dress started going up in the sky. Like, like, and she, I ain't going to say anymore, but she stopped and grabbed the thing and sit on one of the ladders right there. And I looked down. the, uh, She was like right here, and I was looking down through, and the end of the ship was down there, and the quarterdeck was right there. And all them guys were on the quarterdeck that were sitting there looking. I'm like, yeah, she's mine. <laughs> I was a Christian on the ship, and they hated me because I preached at them. They called me the God Squad. Uh, but there's about five or six of us they just called the God Squad because we preached and passed tracks out to everybody. And they couldn't believe that I had a wife like that. Now, they didn't know her real well. I did. But it, she looked really, really good on the outside. She's really good on the inside, too. But, but she looked really, really good on the outside. And uh, she does look, still look really, really good on the outside. But, I mean, back then, younger, younger people, we just look good or better younger. I don't know what it is about human nature. You would think that you would get older and you would look better as you go, but it don't work that way. I used to be upset because I was fat, but most old people are fat anyways. It's just, it's just what happens. There's, I don't, if you're skinny, praise God, hallelujah, man. You come up with a diet somewhere. He will take it out. He's going he's gonna to run us through the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to have to get clean. There's no way you can get out of it. Uh, Romans 4.10, real quick. I'll hit one of them. I ain't going to hit all of them. Uh, I mean, you're going to go, man. It's, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. I would not want to do that, man. I'll tell you what. I, I, like, I like just the thought. of I, I know I'm a wicked sinner. I got that. Romans. 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 Where am I at? Romans something. 410, did I say 410? Good, that'll work. Anywhere in the Bible, Genesis 1 1. Romans 410. No, that's not it. I gave you the wrong verse, man. I know I've lost where I was at. Somebody done stole my passages. It was here somewhere. At one time it was. I was looking at it, it looked really good too. How about, how about, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, how about, how about Romans 14, 10? <clears throat> it's close. Scribble error. 14, 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. And every tongue shall confess. There's going to come a day at the white throne judgment, every knee will bow. Lost. On the way to hell. And they're going to bow and say, amen, amen. And they're going to say, you tried. I don't know exactly how they're going to word it. They may be begging for mercy. They may be, and it ain't going to happen. You, they had the opportunity in this life. You have the opportunity while you have breath to trust Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You know, you have opportunity to serve God after you get saved. That's your choice. It's nobody else's choice. It's yours. Well, I chose to do It's going to be too late then. You'll never correct that problem then. The judgment seat of Christ is going to unveil all that stuff. You will not be able to correct it. This is the only say, Mike, why are you so crazy? Dave, why do you go out? Brother Dave, why do you go out and do all this stuff? Brother Joe, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Because now's the only time you got the opportunity to do that. The devil wants you to get involved in everything out here and put it off. I got, you don't have tomorrow. You, no, no time is guaranteed. Every knee is going to bow and they're going to confess that he is the Lord, Jesus Christ. They're going to confess that thing, man. I'm going to do it at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm going to get my high tore off. I already know I am. But one of these days, that's going to be over. And you know what? I'm going to come out of there and I won't have a spot and I won't have a wrinkle. I'm going to be white as snow. I'm going to be, oh, it's going to be great. Then, then another one of his times is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Revelation 19 says, let us be glad and rejoice. And there comes a day where he's going to have, I remember my wedding, man, with Beth. 
It's just on a Thursday night church service. Could have been a Sunday. I, I didn't really care. She didn't care. I didn't care. We, we didn't really care. We just want to get married and be gone. Uh, we were just having fun. We had fun before that night. We had fun after that night. But I remember seeing her, and, and she was up there at the altar, and I was sitting there, and we got married, and I was one of the proudest. I was the happiest guy on the face of this planet at that moment. I'm so happy. Amen. I'm hoping she's so happy. After this sermon, she might not be. <laughs> I won't know until we get home. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, I, I know exactly what he gave me is what I'm going to get with him, but a whole lot better. He says, you had to wait for her, didn't you? I said, yeah. He goes, you have to wait for me, don't you? I said, yeah. He goes, it'll be worth it. Everything, it'll be worth it. He goes, those that reject, they're going to regret ever doing that. And a million, billion years from now, everybody, evolution, a million years ago, 65 million years ago. Well, I'll tell you what, 65 million years from now, they'll still be burning in hell in a lake of fire and, and wishing they could get out and never will. And another 65 million years from then, if God still counts time, they'll still be there. And you know where I'll be? I'll be wherever I want to be. <laughs> I'm his bride, man. You know what's good about a bride? She gets everything. My wife gets everything. She says stuff in a way that she knows she's going to get everything. Uh, oh, she'll go up and say, well, I need this. I don't need that. She goes, you give me too much. Uh, I, need, I need this. I need that. And then she'll go away. Knowing that I'm going to go do And she told mom, she goes, I know all I have to do is mention it, and he'll go do it. I don't know how she found a guy like that. <laughs> I don't know how I ever became a guy like that. But you know what? I know that if I do that for her, he, he has already done that for me. I mean, he is, from the day I got saved to right now, he has, he's overlooked so much stuff. I can't even tell you how much stuff he's overlooked. And I know, I know he has. It's, it is, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That day's coming for me, and it's coming for you too. Are you ready? The marriage, Revelation 9, 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is coming. Whoa, ho, man, there's going to come a day when everything is passed and I'm sitting up there and he's going to say, Mike, sit down. I hope he doesn't say Michelle. But he's going to say, Mike, sit down at this table. And it's going to go as far as you can see, man. All my brothers and sisters are all going to be there. And we're all part of that. And he's going to serve us. Now, brother, if you ain't looking forward to that, you're missing something, man. You're not thinking right. Because this is going to be forever and ever and ever and ever. No, I'm not going to sit at a table and eat forever and ever. I don't know what I'm going to be doing forever and ever. I'm not going to be sitting there plucking no harp forever in a cloud. That, they get you to think that stuff. And that's stupidest. It, the Lord has been here for eternity. Can you imagine what he's done? If he's done this in 6,000 years, could you just begin to imagine what he's done in eternity? 6,000 years. Everything you see, that's what he did in 6,000 years. And he just started at 6,000 years ago and let it run. Could you imagine all the other stuff he's done in eternity? You'll never, get a, you'll, never catch, you'll never catch it all, man. You'll have to become like him. He'll return to take back his bride and what is his forever. Or take back what? Revelation 9, 1911. Go there real quick. I got two minutes. Two minutes, I'll be done. I'm lying. I'm not lying. I can, I can be done. I can stop right here. And I saw heaven open. Boy, there comes a day. That marriage supper is going to be over. Our cleansing is going to be done. We're his bride. We're going to come back. He's got a horse up there. Mike's, as it says, Mike's stall. It's right there. His, his horse is in Mike's stall. <laughs> He's told me that before. I said, how did you know that, man? He goes, Mike's stall. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it, man. You have to sometimes explain stuff to me four or five times. Revelation 9, 11 says, I saw the heavens open. Boy, there's going to come a day where the tribulation has already passed, and they, people complain about seven years versus three and a half years. It's all ignorant. That's, that, to me, that, that, that is of no value. It doesn't matter whether it's two minutes. I could care less. He's coming back. And all those people that went through the two minutes or the seven years or the three and a half years or this or that, it doesn't really matter. They're all going to be against God anyways because he's already taken everybody out of here that he wants, that wanted him. You know, the key isn't he wants for. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. You know God wants everybody? He wants them all, man. But he's only going to take those that want him. 
Do you want him? He's not going to take it. He's not, people, it's, it's, it's a fallacy to think that, oh, he's just going. No, he's not going to make anybody want him. If he can take a, a young boy at 22 years old that was raised in Kentucky that was doing all the crazy stuff I did and get me to see him and show me some things where I would believe him and trust him, he'd do that for anybody. God's not a respecter of any person. The reason we don't do that is because we won't give him the opportunity to do it. His eyes, oh, get this. And I saw the heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and he is. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. He's coming back, man. He's mad. His eyes were as a flame of fire. This is what he looks like now. And on his head were many crowns, and he had names written that no man knew but himself, but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies, yes, us, man, <laughs> and the armies, armies, I guess I had to change, man, I don't know. Well, we got to go across the deep, maybe he's going to use us to get him across, I have no idea. Uh, but we which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, that's Calvary, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, that's his bride, that's us. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp, uh, uh, goeth a sharp sword, that with it, now, if you can ride a horse through the universe, and you can get you and a horse here, and you're supposed to breathe, but you can get them both here to fight a battle. I don't think I'd want to mess with him. Now, if you can bring a whole army through the great body of water called the deep across this universe, galaxies, and one right after the other, and bring them to a planet called Earth, and they, they land over there, I don't think I'd want to mess with him. I think I should already submitted myself to him. I like it over in, in uh, Ezekiel. Jeremiah tells him, he says, look, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's coming in, his whole army's surrendering, you'll live. Well, the Lord's coming. I'm surrendering. I've done surrendered. 43 years ago at a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, I surrendered. I surrendered all. I'm done. You know what I found out? Jesus is everything. In his time. You know what his times are? He's coming back to take the earth over. He don't need it right now. When he takes it over, he's going to burn it up and put a new one in. He's going to be, in his times, includes a, a millennium. One little verse in your Bible in Timothy says, when he comes back in his time, it says, which in his times he shall show. There won't be any doubt when he gets done. Zero. None. There won't be any excuse. Zero. None. There'll be people in heaven, and there'll be people in hell. And the only ones that go to heaven are those that choose Jesus Christ. He's ruling as king of kings on the throne of David for a thousand years. He lets that thing fall apart, and then at the end of that thing, he destroys it. He throws Satan into hell like it's absolutely nothing. When it comes time, one of his angels will pick him up and throw him in the lake of fire or in the bottomless pit for a thousand years and chain him up when it's time. Until that time, you don't mess with him. But when, that, when his time comes, when the Lord's times are there, part of his times, he's going to pick him up, throw him in there, a thousand years, then he's going to loose him up and let him come back. Now, that would all sound mean and cruel if that was it, but, man, you know what you have? You still have time. His promise to us is his time. You know what his times are? It started with this. It'll end with this. His promise to us, John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. This world is going crazy. If you look at anything, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't pass by me one second if we weren't in World War IV or World War III. I think we've already been in so many World Wars. I don't even know if you count them anymore. World War III by the end of the, before Biden gets out of the presence of the United States. If I was a, a Chinese emperor or whoever they are over there, I don't even care who they are. If I was going to take a shot, I would take a shot before he got out. That gives you till next, next, and I could be totally wrong. I'm not even trying to scare you. I don't care. If a nuke hits Dayton, Ohio, I go to heaven like today. If a nuke hits somewhere else, I might get sick for a while, and then I go to heaven then. But you know what? I could get cancer or something else and die too. It's a point that a man wants to die. I don't, it doesn't matter. The, the world just doesn't, what goes on in this world shouldn't even phase you. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for And where I go, I shall come again and take. He's going to take us out of here. There's a day when he's going to come back. And it, I started this message with that. It starts 
with him, his time starts with him coming and getting in us. Brother, we're not appointed to wrath. We're not going into the tribulation. The tribulation will start uh, without us. You don't, you, I would be out of place there. A saved person would be out of place in the tribulation. That's ignorance to think you're going to go into the tribulation. Why would he do that? I would never do that to my wife, and I don't think he would do that to me. If I'm a picture of him and she's a picture of, of the church, then there is no possible way. There's no possible way he would do that. Not by the scriptures. I like my King James Bible just the way it is. Let me ask you a question. Are you, are you depending on his times? They sang that song a few minutes ago. Uh, I'm not holding on to Jesus. Jesus is holding on to me. Is he holding on to you today? I tell you what, man, he has got me. I, I, I have committed to him something 43 years ago. I know whom I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able to keep that. I am I'm much more than able. I am convinced 100% he has me in the palm of his hand. And I know that one of these days he's coming to get me out of here. And when he does, I am gone. And all my brothers and sisters that had passed on before me, Paul, all of them are going to pop up out of the ground, and they're going to meet me as we fly up through the skies, and we're going to be with Jesus for all eternity. And those that have not accepted him will stay. And the tribulation will go and carry on through that. Uh, people said, well, what about, I had uh, somebody asked me today, well, what about children? Well, you know what, here you go. Here's my whole take on the whole thing. God's always right. And he'll do the right thing. And whatever the right thing is, he'll do it. So I don't even have to worry about that at all. I just trust him to do the right thing. Abraham looked at him and said, Shall not the God of, of the, all the earth do the right? Do right? And the Lord said, Sure. He let him talk him all the way down to 10. You know one thing? If I know Abraham can talk to him face to face and he says, Yeah, I'll do right, then I can trust him to do right. Have you trusted him today? Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, your times are about ready to start.